The BSN Nuggets podcast, as always, is presented by Inwego. Inwego is Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 a month with no additional costs or fees. Yeah, you guys heard that right. No additional fees, literally hundreds of events in Denver around Colorado for $39 a month. Here's what you could hit up over the next couple of weeks. Nuggets vs. Hawks, Friday at Pepsi Center. Big game, anyone? Beer flights at Prost Brewing. Comedy shows at Comedy Works. There's literally something for everyone. I guarantee you if it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets really good. We've partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners an awesome deal. So if you go to InWeGo.com backslash BSN, or if you download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe, you're going to get 50% off your first month. So all those events, hundreds more in Denver around Colorado for just 20 bucks during your first month. If you try it, you're going to fall in love with it. So again, go to inwego.com backslash BSN or download the app for free. Make sure you use promo code BSN50. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in L.A. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> a special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? He was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. And with that, welcome into a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. It's presented by InWeGo, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver with promo code BSN50. I'm Harrison Wynn, solo edition of the show, recording late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. The Nuggets on a four-game losing streak. 109-99, they fall Tuesday night to the Houston Rockets, who have beaten them for eight straight times. Nuggets have lost to Houston in eight straight games dating back to the 2015-2016 season. The last time the Nuggets beat Houston, Kostas Papanikolaou, remember him? Yeah, he's one of the guys Houston sent over in that Ty Lawson trade. He logged 14 minutes for Denver off the bench. That was on December 14th, 2015. The Rockets are the thorn in the Nuggets side. I don't care where this team is at. It still seems that if they're going to be playing the Rockets in the regular season or the scary thought for Nuggets fans, this could be a postseason matchup as there were a couple scenarios late last year where it could have been uh, a postseason matchup last year. This would be one of the tougher opponents you could handpick for Denver. And that was the case again tonight. 109-99, the Nuggets fall. Their fourth loss in a row. Nuggets are 9-5 and right now after starting the season 9-1. and they're 6-3 at home after starting the season 6-0. and The good thing, or maybe the bad thing for Denver, is Thursday. The Atlanta Hawks come to town, one of the worst teams in the league, who lost by seven points to the Warriors. 
here on Tuesday night. That is a must-win game for the Nuggets. I know we're still very early in the season. We're only 14 games into the season, but if Denver drops this game to the Hawks, that's going to create a lot of questions here in town. So a lot to get to on today's show. I'll give you my observations from the game. I got one call on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline to get to. I know I haven't been getting to those calls lately. Sorry about that, guys. But keep calling in, and I'll get to those throughout the rest of the week. But let's cue it up on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline with a call from Chris in Denver. Hey, it's Chris in Denver. Don't like calling after a loss, but uh, there's some things I need to get off my chest about this team. I know, I know, they're 9-5, and five, better than starts in the recent past, but um, we're getting a lot of losses like these things happen, and I remember hearing about a lot of those last year. You know, Oh, Memphis is a tough place to play. LeBron did his LeBron thing. Giannis is good. You know, sometimes you lose those games like that to the Nets. It's a close game, but it happens, and Harden does his Harden thing. Well, I remember a lot of those last year, and we all know what happened then. You know, I think the West is too good to be suffering losses like that. You know, there's something's wrong with the team that needs to change. They were winning ugly, and just about anyone could tell you in sports that winning ugly isn't sustainable. Eventually, you need your good players to be your good players. I know Harrison's projected record of 10-5 and five to start the first 15 might still happen with the win over Atlanta, but that's far from a guarantee at this point. Um you know, we got a brutal stretch run down the seat, you know, coming down the field in, in March and April. Need to make hay while the sun's shining. I know a lot of people like to blame it on Jamal, and yeah, Jamal needs to get better, but it's not all him. Jokic needs to get better. The play on a max contract needs to have double digit points each night. That's just the long and short of it. Gary hasn't been great. Gary looks like he's off. It's. It's not all Jamal. I mean, Jamal needs to get better, but there's other starters that need that need work and need to get going too. I mean, I'm glad Paul Millsap's going. I'm glad Monty Morris and the bench is looking good. But another thing that I think uh, a lot of fans don't want to admit to themselves is that you can't count on the bench to get on a 20-point run each night. Um, it's not all missing Barton either. There's something wrong with this team. And I just think the ceiling's too high to have struggles like this. Not reaching for the ledge, not reaching for the, you know, raise or anything like that, but something's wrong with this team that needs to get fixed. I think it can get fixed, and I think it probably will get fixed. But pretending like there isn't an issue isn't really doing anyone any good. Um, admitting you have a problem is the first step to fixing it. Love the show, guys. Thanks for taking my calls. You guys are killing it over at BSN, even covering some pretty brutal games the past few days. Uh, go Nuggets. Hope this, hope they turn this thing around and uh, beat the Hawks. Take care. Thanks, Chris, for the call. A lot of good thoughts in there, which I will get into in a moment. I thought this would be a good jumping-off point, though, to get into what I saw from the game. And, look, in the first quarter, I thought the Nuggets played pretty well, all things considered. Look, I know this Rockets team hasn't been great this year, the Rockets came into this game you know, with a bottom 10 net rating. Their offense, bottom 10 in the league. Their defense, I think it was flirting around 20th overall heading into tonight. The Rockets have not been good, but 
I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. They still have James Harden, who's healthy now. They still have Chris Paul. They still have Quentin Capella. Those three guys with Mike D'Antoni, it's probably going to get them into the upper 40s, into the low 50s and wins. This is still a quality basketball team, I think. And look, we know they have their way with Denver. I just rattled off that set. The Nuggets have now lost their last eight games to Denver. So like Chris said, I don't think this is the time to go stand on a ledge and cry out to the heavens, what is wrong with this team? I don't think that's the time. They're still 9-5. and five. Look, if I would have told you they would start the season off 10-5, and five, which they probably will when I think they'll beat Atlanta on Thursday, you probably take that. When I shouted out my 10-5 and five prediction for this team at the start of the season, I said that noting that that'd be a really good, really encouraging start for this team. Now, the goalposts have kind of been moved because that's what happens when you start 9-1. That's what happens when you start with the best defense in the league through your first 10 games. Expectations get raised. I've talked about that a lot. The goalposts get moved. So it's important to think about things in that light. But going back to the first quarter, I felt like Denver was playing well enough to win. Both teams were scoring well over the first 12 minutes. Denver led 30 to 27. The defense is something I'll talk about on tonight's show, something I'm sure will be written about a lot this week. That's the biggest thing you can probably point to over this four-game slide in terms of what's wrong with this team, although there are more issues other than just the defense. But I felt like Nicole Jokic played good defense in that first quarter. I thought the Nuggets as a team rotated against the Rockets, switched against the Rockets, did everything they needed to do defensively against the Rockets, just about as good as they have in any matchup against this team over the last couple of seasons. Like I just said a few minutes ago, the Nuggets have gotten killed by the Rockets really in similar actions time and time again. You know how it goes by now. Nikola Jokic is on Clint Capella. Gary Harris is on James Harden. Clint Capella goes up to the top of the key and sets a screen on Gary Harris. Now Nikola Jokic is on an island with James Harden. If you go back and look in the first quarter, sure, the Rockets got some buckets. Sure, they scored 27 points, but I did feel like Nikola Jokic was playing some of the best defense he has against the Rockets over the last couple of years. Now, over the second quarter and into the second half, especially in that third quarter where the Rockets really took control of the game, that dissipated. That same level of defense that was there in the first quarter and in parts of the second quarter wasn't there for the most part in the second half, especially in the third when the Rockets outscored the Nuggets 32-21 in that quarter. But I really do think that Nikola Jokic and this team played well enough in that first quarter to win, but the Rockets really wear you down. That's something that they do. They run the same actions, they run the same sets, and it works because the Rockets have really high IQ players like James Harden, Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, James Ennis even. They, they just know how to run their stuff, and they run it really well, even though they have not posted great numbers this year. Maybe this will serve as a jumping-off game for the Rockets where they really get things in gear, but they're a tough team to stop, and I think the Nuggets did a good job in the first quarter, but just couldn't keep up that same intensity, that same level of play through the rest of the game. Now, I want to get into what Chris had to say there about winning ugly, 
how that isn't sustainable because that is true and how Denver can't rely on their bench to bail them out time and time again. I've also got some thoughts on the identity of this team right now, how this team does not have an identity at this current moment, and also what I observed and heard from talking to guys in the locker room that I think speaks volumes about this team right now. I'll share that on the other side of this break. I'll be right back. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that you know I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Harrison Wind here, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning edition of the show. I'm sure most of you guys will listen to this one on Wednesday, maybe in your driving to work, maybe at work. But the Nuggets fall to the Rockets, 109-99, Denver's eighth straight loss to Denver. My overarching theme to come out of this game, and it's kind of alluding to what Chris had to say on that call about Denver winning ugly and how we know in the NBA teams can't win ugly for 82 games. Your good players have to produce. Right now, I feel like the Nuggets are a team without an identity. And why do I say that? Look at how they won their first 10 games of the year. They won it with defense. The Nuggets were the best or the second best defense in the league through 10 games, depending on which site you get your defensive stats from. They were amazing on the defensive end. It was an incredible turnaround. It was one of the biggest stories in the league. You had every national podcast talking about it. You had the Nuggets getting talked about on the jump on ESPN. You had Zach Lowe writing about the Nuggets really every week in his columns. They were the talk of the league in part because of what they were able to do on the defensive end and how after three straight years under Michael Malone of fielding a bottom 10 defense suddenly with a healthy Paul Millsap, with a renewed focus and energy, with guys trying on the defensive end of the floor, they were fielding this incredible team, this incredible defense that held the first three opponents of the season under 100 points. Remember that? That seems like years ago now. And sure enough, through those first 10 games, the Nuggets were 
connected on a string. They were playing for one another. They were pushing all the right buttons on the defensive end of the floor, and I think the players deserve a ton of credit for that, and I felt like Michael Malone deserved a ton of credit for instilling that defensive first mindset in his guys. But I also think we knew that there was a lot of noise when it came to that top-ranked defense. We knew the Nuggets weren't going to finish the year as the number one defense in the league. They're not going to do that. That is a tall task. You've got to have a really specific type of defensive team and a defensive first team to do that. The Nuggets don't have that. They might not even finish the year in the top three. They might not finish the year in the top five. I think we knew there was some overachieving, I'll call it, going on with that defense through the first 10 games. And over the last four games, the Nuggets have been one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, they're the 28th ranked defense over these last four games as of late Tuesday night. The Nuggets over their last four games, here's some stats for you per NBA.com, are giving up 114.6 points per 100 possessions. That's over their current four-game losing streak. That's good for 28th in the league. Over their first 10 games, they were giving up 101.8 points per 100 possessions. That's pretty much a 13-point difference. That's a huge number. And I know they've been playing good offenses. Houston, in theory, although they haven't been one this year, is a good offense. Milwaukee was not a good offense last year. They're one of the best offenses in the league this year. Brooklyn, they're not one of the elite offenses in the league, but they can still give you trouble. So the Nuggets have been playing good offenses, but their defense has taken a lot of steps backwards. And I mean a lot of steps backwards. They held it together in the first quarter against Houston tonight, but it looked like the Nuggets defense of last year, the Nuggets defense of two years ago throughout the final three quarters. And why I started this little ran off by saying the Nuggets don't really have an identity right now is because I'm not trusting that the top five defense that we saw over their first 10 games is their true identity. And also, the compounding factor here is although the Nuggets have posted a top 10 offense by most statistical measurements, anybody around this team right now will tell you that this Nuggets offense is not on the same page. And they're still eighth in the league. They're still scoring 110.4 points per 100 possessions per NBA.com. Last year, they were the sixth best offense in the league and scored 111.3 points per 100 possessions. So just slightly off that pace, but I mean, it's obvious from the eye test. This team is not the same offensively. They're still putting up the numbers. They're still scoring efficiently, but I mean, you saw it against Houston. How many post-ups did we see against the Rockets? And I'm sure the Nuggets were looking to take advantage of matchups because Houston was very willing to switch. I mean, how many times did we see Nikola Jokic get posted up on James Harden? And Denver just wasn't able to take advantage. Jokic goes 6-14 of tonight, one of his least efficient games of the year, 14 points. Denver was just not able to find a rhythm offensively. They scored 99 points tonight. So 
I know the offensive rating looks okay, but you ask anybody around this team right now, you give Michael Malone truth serum, you give Paul Millsap and Nicole Jokic truth serum right now, they will tell you, I'm sure, that there's just something off about the offense. What is it right now? We've tried to put our finger on it all year. It's tough to explain. It looks a little more deliberate right now. It looks a little more structured than it did a year ago. I don't really know. I don't have a good answer for you there, but things just look a little different. So that's why I say this team is without an identity right now because early in the season, their identity was on the defensive end of the floor. They were this hardworking defense that was holding teams under 100, that was playing together, playing on a string, playing for one another. Now they're not over these last four games, and I don't think you can identify this team with its play on the offensive end of the floor because this isn't the Nuggets on the offensive end of the floor. They don't look like they did last year. They don't have the same feel. They don't have the same flow that they did a year ago. So this team is really without an identity right now. And I got to believe that's a reason why a lot of the guys in the locker room tonight were really lost for words about what's going on with this team right now. I had a conversation with Paul Millsap in the locker room tonight about if he can point to any factor that's carried over from game to game over this four-game winning streak. And Paul Millsap is typically a veteran on this team who has answers for really anything. He's seen so much in this league. He's been a part of four-game losing streaks like this. He's probably been a part of worse than four-game losing streaks like this. He didn't really have any answers tonight. And this was a tough loss. This has been a tough stretch. So I'm not going to hold him to that. You know, I'm sure he does have some answers that he just didn't want to put out there right now for whatever reason. But him, Gary Harris, Nicole Jokic, who is still in a funk right now, he, he's clearly not himself. If you go to bsndenver.com right now, you can listen to his full post-game comments on our Inside the Locker Room story. And you can hear for yourself... The Joker isn't the Joker right now. Gary Harris didn't really have a good answer for what's been carrying over from game to game. So the Nuggets don't have a ton of answers right now. They're kind of lost right now. And, and like I said, they're a team without an identity. The defensive identity that they had at the beginning of the season is gone right now. The offensive identity that they had last season in the season before, hasn't really stuck for more than a half or more than 12 or 14 or 15 minutes at a time this season. So uh, this team is still trying to find itself, and I don't think it's time to panic. They're still 9-5. They're okay. They're still right in the thick of it in the Western Conference playoff race, but you know the separation they put between a Utah the separation they put between an Oklahoma City with that 9-1 start, that's gone right now. And so now the Nuggets really got to figure things out. And I think that starts with reestablishing what their identity is because I don't think they have one right now. All right, let's go ahead and take another break real quick. Got some other thoughts on the game when it comes to this bench play. And something else that I observed from the Nuggets locker room that was really telling tonight, 
I'll talk about that on the other side. We'll be right back. Are you in search of natural relief from your daily stresses? Well, Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-rich, hemp oil-infused coffee that is non-psychoactive, helps reduce pain naturally, keeps those coffee jitters away, and so much more. I started drinking it because I have degenerative arthritis, and I would prefer to drink coffee that has natural ingredients in it for healing, and this coffee treats the inflammatory process that happens from having degenerative arthritis. That was Robin. She's been drinking Strava Craft coffee every day for months now, and she is so happy with the results. I would recommend it to America, to everyone, because it is a fantastic product. It delivers, it does what it says it's going to do, and it's amazing. Put your body back in balance with Strava Craft Coffee and see how good you feel. Order online today and use promo code BSN2018 for 20% off. That's BSN2018. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inigo Harrison Wind here. Recording after this latest Nuggets loss, their fourth in a row. They fall to the Houston Rockets 109-99. I know I was just speaking about how not a lot of guys in the Nuggets locker room had answers to what took place not only tonight but over these last few games. Here's what Gary Harris had to say after tonight's loss. And Gary is the ultimate professional in the locker room to take you behind the curtain here. He's never one to divulge much to the media, but he's always one to give it to you straight. And it was surprising that he really didn't have any answers for what's transpired over these last four games. Here's what he had to say after tonight's loss. What was the biggest thing you saw change kind of middle of that third quarter? So to start to separate? I don't know, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. As veteran, a veteran, kind of respectively or relatively on this team, what do you, um, what do you guys kind of do to try to stay positive in, in a streak like this? I mean, it's early. Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not in the playoffs right now. We got a lot of time to, to fix it, figure some stuff out. Um, we have to. It could be way worse. You know, we got off to a good start. You know, now we hit some adversity, but we'll bounce back. We'll be all right. Who do you expect to step up and be a vocal leader at this time like that? I mean, I don't know. Everybody wants to be about being vocal, but, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like we do have voices in the locker room. Um, we just got to figure out how to play better. And we play better, we want to go. Is your role just setting the precedent or setting the example on defensive Just trying to help the team win, man. And, uh, you know, we all need to be better. What is it about Houston that's so tough for you Tell me, um, we got to be better. Anything you can point to that's been showing up in, in these last four games consistently? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, we're going to watch the film, so we'll see. Through this adversity, has the team been together? I mean, is everybody kind of on the same yeah, page? I, do, I think the team's together. We're together. Um, and we'll, we'll be all right. Did you plan to come out more aggressive, more assertive tonight? It seemed like 11 points per quarter. Nah, I just, you know, I got a few good looks, so you know, I was able to you know, see a few shots going. It seems like you as an off-ball cutter have kind of taken a step backwards. Are they just defending you guys differently in terms of getting easy buckets off cuts like that? Um, I don't know. We, we, uh, we'll see on the film. 
we really don't know right now. So that's what Gary Harris had to say. A lot of just, we don't know what's been going on these last four games. We don't know what the common denominator is. Just a lot of uncertainty right there. No, that's fine. It's fine for players not to have all the answers after games. I think sometimes people expect a little too much of them maybe after really tough losses and when they're in really tough spots like the Nuggets are right now. But somebody who did have some answers and what I thought was pretty symbolic of where the Nuggets are at right now is Monte Morris. And Monte Morris has been one of the biggest stories of this Nuggets season. Not only has he been playing great, but he's been causing Michael Malone to make a couple tough decisions because he's making a statement to Michael Malone and the Nuggets right now that, hey, I need to be playing 30 minutes a game. Monte Morris played 31 minutes tonight, scored 19 points, handed out six assists to only two turnovers. No surprise there. He was 7-11 from the field, three of six from three. And this is more of the same from Monte Morris. Over his last few games, here's his minutes in the Nuggets' four-game losing streak. 26 against Memphis, 22 against Brooklyn, 28 against Milwaukee. I felt like he should have played more against Milwaukee. I said that on Monday show. I felt like he should have been out there to close the game in 31 minutes against Houston. And he was out there for some key fourth-quarter minutes to close the game for the Nuggets He's forcing the issue. He's forcing himself on the floor because he's playing so well. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's been Denver's best guard over the last couple of games. Yes, better than Jamal Murray, who's struggled at times. Yes, better than Gary Harris, who's struggled at times as well. He's been so solid for Denver. And he also provided some really good perspective in the Nuggets locker room. And while everybody was kind of grasping at straws and, and not really able to come up with any reasons for what's been a common thread for the Nuggets over these last four games. Monte did. He said, quote, it's all about taking constructive criticism. We all make mistakes. How are we going to bounce back from adversity is the big thing. If somebody gets on you, you just got to man up. Take it because that's just going to make us all better. Going forward, I feel like that's going to be the approach for us. Just people calling people out. If anything goes bad, you've got to take the criticism and move forward and win basketball games. I thought that was a profound quote from Monte Morris, who is not the loudest guy. He's a guy who keeps to himself, but he is a guy who's very well liked in the team. He's very popular in the Nuggets locker room. He's popular in the entire league. Guys like him. He's a guy who gets along with everybody. So I felt like that quote coming from him was symbolic because he's been a leader with his play on the court for Denver. And now we're seeing him kind of be a leader with those words in the locker room. Like the Nuggets emotional leaders right now, I think are four guys and two of them aren't playing. Two of them being Will Barton, who's a guy I consider the pulse of this team. The other is Isaiah Thomas, who's not playing, but is one of the loudest, most vocal guys on this team. And Monte also added tonight that Isaiah Thomas addressed the team after the loss and said, quote, things happen 
in this league, you can lose four, then you can go win six in a row. That was according to Monte Morris. The other guys are Paul Millsap, who I think is vocal, who still is obviously respected in this Nuggets locker room, who will speak when he needs to, and guys will listen when he talks. The other guy might be Monte Morris, who I know comes off as a little quiet, but he had a very profound quote tonight that I just read off, and I think that kind of speaks for where the Nuggets are at right now. He's a guy who's showing out on the court, and maybe he's also taking a bit larger of a foothold in the Nuggets locker room too, which probably needs some other guys to step up right now. So I thought that was an interesting observation on a night when not a ton of guys had a lot of answers. Monte Morris did, and he's showing up on the court and in the locker room as well. The last point I kind of want to make on here is that the Nuggets can't keep having their bench bail them out. The bench played well again, I thought, tonight. Mason Plumley had another really strong game. The thing about Plumley that's been a revelation this year is last season, when he would get the ball in the block, you'd kind of hear that groan go over Pepsi Center. Oh, man, like Mason Plumley posting up probably isn't what the Nuggets offense wants. The thing about the Plumlee post-ups now are that he's passing the ball out of him. He's looking to be a distributor. When he gets the ball down low, it's not a foregone conclusion anymore that he's going to shoot it. And he's probably not going to shoot it. He's looking for the pass. And he had four assists tonight. I thought he played really well. Monte Morris, obviously, I just touched on him. He played great, I thought, in his 31 minutes. Was probably Denver's best guard tonight. Torrey Craig had a DNPCD the other night against Milwaukee. He sparked a bit of a run for this Nuggets bench late in that third quarter, early in that fourth quarter with his play. Seven minutes for Torrey. He finished a plus two along with Mason Plumley and Wancho. Those were the only three guys to finish in the positives tonight. Trey Lyles is the minus 12, three or four from the field. I thought he had some okay moments, so I don't think the negative 12 was a good representation of how he played but the bench can't keep bailing out the starters. The Nuggets starters have to play better. Jamal Murray's got to play better. Gary Harris has got to play better. Paul Millsap, I thought he probably maybe played the best out of any of these Nuggets stars tonight. 13 points, minus five in 26 minutes, but he had a three. He was active on both ends of the floor. Nikola Jokic, he's in a funk right now. No doubt about it. He's back, I wrote a couple nights ago in terms of not not shooting. Of course, he had the old one game against Memphis. He's been aggressive like I predicted he'd be, but he's still not himself. I think that's fairly obvious when watching him. 14 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. The Nuggets starting five just is not in sync. They're not in a groove like they were last year, and that's been the case for most of this season. Tonight against the Rockets, that starting lineup was not good on the offensive end of the floor in 17 minutes that Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Wancho, Paul Millsap, and Nicole Jokic played. They had a 99.4 offensive rating, a 105.8 defensive rating for a negative 6.4 net rating. They were not efficient. They didn't generate really good looks, I thought. They played incredibly slow at 93.57 pace with that group. That five-man group, the Nuggets starting lineup, 
generated just eight assists tonight on 13 made field goals. They had nine turnovers. That starting group, when they were out on the floor, had more turnovers than assists tonight. And again, that speaks to how this Nuggets offense may be putting up efficient offense at times, not necessarily with those starters, but with the bench. It's just obvious that they're not in sync with one another. And the bench tonight looked smoother on the offensive end of the floor than the starters, and that's been the case for a lot of the season. The Nuggets bench is playing Jokic ball. The Nuggets starters are still trying to figure things out. And that starting group had looked really good with Wancho in there. Like we talked about on Monday show, they had what? Like a 30-something net rating? Now the starters with Wancho have just a 4.4 net rating. So uh, it's crazy how much one game can change that relatively small sample size. So again, as I kind of sum up my thoughts here, I feel like the Nuggets are without an identity right now. They were playing off that defensive identity throughout their first 10 games. I think we all knew there was a little bit of noise to those stats and how good they were defensively. I'm fairly certain nobody thought the Nuggets were going to be that defensive team throughout the whole year. And their offensive identity, they're still figuring that out. They're not what they were last year. They're not back to that yet. Will they be able to get back to that flow that they had a year ago, that unselfish brand of basketball where the ball is constantly moving and only in somebody's hands for just a quick minute and then it goes to somebody else? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they get back to that against the Hawks. That's probably a good team to discover or rediscover your identity against. We'll see if they can do that Thursday Spoke with Wancho Hernan Gomez after this game. I asked him if Thursday against the Hawks was a must win. He said, yes, we have to win that game. So we'll see if the Nuggets can do just that. Get a win over the Atlanta Hawks. It should be a game the Nuggets win easily. I expect them to be double-digit favorites in this game. But this team's definitely in a rut right now. And we'll see if they can pull out of it. Thanks for listening, guys. I know, like I said earlier in the show, I haven't been getting to your questions as much on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. Still keep calling in, though, 1-800-BSN-8394. At the very least, it's an opportunity for you guys to vent after these tough losses. So again, thanks for listening, guys. Talk with you soon.